This is the Omega 3D Chicken Coop, and I am your host, Eric Salzweedle. Alrighty, everyone, it's been a little longer than I wanted, uh, just under a month, but, uh, you know, it's been busy. Anyway, in this episode, I'm going to be uh, using some call-ins from Ray Otis as my inspiration. It's a bit of a potluck, a buffet, kind of all over the place. Anyway, listen up, tighten your earbuds, um, concentrate, focus, whatever you need to do to listen to this episode of the Omega 3D Chicken Coop. Hey, this is Ray of Plundergrounds. It's good to hear your voice again. I mean, after a year off, you bastard. What's, what's the deal with taking a vacation? Did you go to Maui and live the boat life or something? I mean, what's going on there? The rest of us were just stuck here in the grind, you know, while you were vacationing. But hey, I was listening to your D100 podcast with Jason, and I got to laughing my ass off because... <laughs> <laughs> you ask him to explain D100 systems, and he starts in 1974, and then time travels back to ancient Greece to talk about platonic solids, and then takes a sidetrack in the mail orders from Japan. And, I mean, it was reminding me of that old Looney Tunes cartoon where they asked Bugs Bunny to talk about his early life, and he starts back with, uh, Too Tiny Amoeba, the start of life. <laughs> Yeah, Ray, that was uh, pretty funny. I didn't realize that Mr. Connerly was going to do as much research as he did before our uh, D100 episode. Um, it, was, it was pretty amusing. Um, he claims he didn't do any research, but uh, I feel like he must have studied all day for a super important podcast interview with yours truly. And yeah, um, I wasn't vacationing in Maui. I was just, I don't know, even between... Uh, this last episode, I just, like, I, time just gets away from me with two kids and a wife and a job and now COVID and just drama with work and trying to deal with kids in school. I, I don't know. Like, all of a sudden, it's, uh, you know, I turned 40 at the beginning of September and then uh, you wake up and uh, it's already October and September's gone again. So, yeah, it was just uh, time got away from me and... Um, I kind of wish I would have kept doing some more podcasts over the last year. Um, you know, I had a solid, well, what I consider a solid listener base of 50 to 60 people listening. I know uh, probably many of y'all, like the uh, illustrious Ray Otis, um, have a, a larger listener base. But for me, I was pretty pleased with that. And now it's, uh, it's dwindled down to quite a bit smaller. But that's what you get for not keeping at it. Lesson learned. Hey, I really liked your episode on abilities and feel free not to use any of these voicemails. By the way, you can always just summarize them if you want. But uh, I agree with about 99.9% .9 of what you said. I think Diogo's systems with the roll high but not over are really elegant and really maybe my sort of favorite um, way to play. But I will say this for that 9 to 12 range in old school games where you don't get much of a bonus. Well, you don't get any bonus from the 9 to 12 range. One thing I actually like about playing old school essentials is you don't have a bonus on every single stat. You kind of get used to knowing which of your stats have a bonus and which ones are just kind of zeroed out. And it makes for lighter play because you're not constantly looking at your sheet to remember. You know, when you have six stats and they all have a different bonus or penalty, it kind of gets old after a while looking at that stuff. And I, and I like the simplicity of fewer bonuses. So there's something to be said for that. Ray makes a couple very good points here. First off, 
His best point is that he agrees with me on 99.9% of all things. Well, he said on the attribute thing, but I extrapolated that to all things, and that coming from Ray Otis is high praise indeed. Um, but no, seriously, he makes a good point. Um, I have not played Old School Essentials, or OSE, as he uh, refers to it, and uh, I know that's very popular in the uh, Audio Dungeon Discord realm and the OSR sphere. Um, I don't know. I just haven't got to it. But anyway, uh, the point he was making about, you know, your character doesn't um, always have a bonus in all the attributes because of that wide zero band in 9 to 12. I guess the point that I was probably trying to make is I would prefer, instead of having this 9 to 12 range where a 9 strength is the same thing as an 11 is the same thing as a 12 in most of those games, I would prefer just to have the attribute bonus itself, the attribute be the bonus. So if you had six attributes and four of them are zeros and one's a plus one and one's a plus two, I'm totally fine with that. That's a style of gameplay you kind of know, like, hey, my character's strong, so when I have to roll strength, I get to roll plus two. Or my character's smart um, or slightly above average on intelligence, that's my plus one, and I get to roll that. And then the rest of my stats are just, you know, normal human, dwarf, elf, whatever stat you're playing there. Anyway, this probably sounds like a late night drunk call, but the truth is I'm actually out doing my morning walk. It's about 6.15 here in San Diego and the sun's just coming up and I'm probably just still a little punchy. Uh, But it is good to have you back. And I really liked the idea of using the old Star Frontier modules with Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells because we recently started a game of Scum and Villainy and uh, we looked at Star Frontiers and decided we just didn't want to get into the the kind of quirky rule set that that thing is but the flavor is great in that system and solar blades and cosmic spells is a fantastic choice to port it into so i'd like to hear more about that and how that might work you press against the steel hatchway as the explorer bounds up the riverbank out of the water over the roar of the engine comes the unmistakable whine of a high performance ground car Quickly, you scan the horizon. At first, the plane appears empty. Then you see them. Bandits at 11 o'clock. Three of them. You shout into the chronocom. Instantly, the driver slams the heavy explorer into reverse, backing down the bank for cover. The rear door busts open as Rakhtan dashes out to set up a heavy laser. Harad, the the Yazirian, follows right behind, carrying five power belt packs. Already, someone is handing extra ammo up to you. At 80 kilometers per hour, those ground cars are closing fast. Targeting the lead car, you squeeze the trigger and rocket flashes out of the tube. At the same instant, a shell streaks past you, exploding in the river and spraying steam into the air. You came to Alcazar on a tough mission. It just got a lot tougher. All right, so uh, Ray Otis inspired me to go find a Star Frontiers um, adventure that I had seen on DriveThruRPG. I'll post a link in the show notes. Star Frontiers SF4 Mission to Alcazar. Um, and when I read that, I was like, hot damn, I either want to play in this adventure or run it. And uh, yeah, it has inspired me to do so. I'm definitely going to try to find a spot to fit that in. Um, it, it just, that sounds cool to me. Reminds me of a cool high action um, sci-fi game that that's the type of game I want to play and the type of game I want to run. Um, hopefully, um, I emulated some of that in my final Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells game, which I will do a follow-on episode. But, uh, you know, talking about using Star Frontiers for Solar Blades, I 
personally really like finding some of these old school modules or some of these new OSR modules that have very simple mechanics and applying them to a game system that I know the rules for. So for example, using Diogo Nogueira's stuff, um, old school publishing, Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells, um, Sharp Swords, and Sinister Spells, that game system for me is super easy to run. Um, as a player, I probably would like a little bit more crunch in my player uh, character development, but from a game master perspective, it's very easy just to pick up and run on the fly. Um, the mechanics are just super simple. So anyway, that was uh, Star Frontiers SF4 Mission to Alcazar. Thanks, Ray, for making me go back and uh, take a look at that. Hope you all enjoyed the reading. There you have it, a bit of a potluck or buffet episode, if you will, inspired by Ray Otis and his three call-ins. Once again, thank you very much, Ray. Um, if you are not aware of Ray's work, I'm sure most of you listening to this are, but just in case, I'll highlight a few things. Ray Otis has his own podcast called Plundergrounds. Uh, Ray is a great orator. He speaks very clearly, and uh, at times he has some of his gaming group on there, and uh, it sounds like they have some really awesome games with high-level role-playing and uh, really in-depth story development. I really appreciate those episodes. Um, there are two episodes I'd like to call out that Ray has done on Plundergrounds. Um, I don't know the, the exact numbers, but you should go look. Um, one, he talks about how to lay out zines, and uh, it's fantastic information. Um, Ray is a, a wealth of knowledge in there. And then uh, another episode that he did that was really fun was uh, one that he uh, discussed using um, Magic the Gathering cards as inspiration for adventures. Um, it caused me to create an adventure that, uh, or inspired me to create an adventure using that technique he described. Um, I have it all outlined, haven't got it to the table yet, but uh, I think it would be a perfect kind of little convention game. Um, Ray also is a uh, game designer and artist, and you can go to his um, websites, uh, Jellysaw, Games, I believe, is the name of his uh, company for games, and he's probably most well-known, at least in my opinion, for Sorcerers and Cell Swords, which is a hack of lasers and feelings. Um, any, anyway, once again, Ray, thanks for calling in. If you listen to this, I really appreciate it. And for everyone else, I'm hoping to do another episode here in the next week or two discussing my final episode of this season of Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells. I'd like to discuss the characters, the general story, and, you know, some things that I would do differently um, in that game. So, once again, thanks everyone for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.